0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 28th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're actually going to jump over Galatians chapter 4 and jump into chapter 5. Hopefully in your personal study you find the amazing principles that are in Galatians chapter 4. It has some awesome, awesome verses in there, but we just don't have time for it. So we're going to skip over and jump into Galatians chapter five, starting at the very beginning. I love verse one of Galatians chapter five. Paul is going to say, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, specifically here, Paul is talking again, still, I guess, about the law of Moses, and he's saying Christ has freed you from the law of Moses, yet you keep entangling yourself back in that law. You keep bringing yourself back to the bondage of that law. But more specifically and more appropriate to our life is the idea of sin, that Christ frees us from sin. And yet sometimes we entangle ourselves over and over and over again. It's interesting. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I had the revelation or I had the aha moment that every commandment that our Father in heaven gives us, he gives us for the purpose of helping us retain our agency. Every commandment that we have in some way, shape or form comes back to the idea of agency. Our father in heaven cherishes our agency. He cherishes it so much that he was willing to lose a third part of his children in the war in heaven so that you and I could maintain our right to choose. And because he cherishes that agency, he has given us commandments here on this earth in order to protect that agency. Far too often with a short-sighted mind frame, sometimes we look at commandments as restrictions. When really commandments are a way that our father in heaven is trying to protect our freedoms and our abilities to choose. Because oftentimes as we break commandments or as we do things that our father in heaven doesn't want us to do, we get very much ensnared in different ways of thinking or in different habits. A lot of years ago, back in 1965, President Hinckley told a story. This is what he says. To the Galatian saints, Paul wrote these stirring words, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I thought I witnessed something of this bondage recently while riding in a crowded plane with three other men. As the jet began the fast climb into its assigned altitude, I noticed that the man across the table had his eyes fixed intently on the no smoking sign. The instant it went off, he reached for his cigarettes and began smoking. The man next to me became nervous. He clenched and opened his fist, looked out the window, turned to look at the man across the table, and his face reddened. The air was a little bumpy. I thought he may have been frightened. I took a closer look. He was a man of good physique, well-dressed, immaculately groomed. He didn't look like the kind who would be frightened by a little bumpy air. Then the fourth member of our quartet took out a pack of cigarettes from his pocket. He offered me one, and I declined. He then offered my seat companion one, and he replied, I'm trying to quit, and it's nearly killing me. I had started a conversation. The first man to light up told how he resolved to quit after hearing in January of 1964 the report of the Surgeon General of the United States. He recounted a tale of agonizing and sleepless nights, and a final surrender to the habit that had held him for many years. He placed his cigarette between his lips, inhaled long and deeply, then lowered his head as the smoke drifted slowly from his lips and nostrils. I couldn't lick it, he said, with an evident air of defeat. The next smoker took up the conversation. I almost quit. I'd been burning two packs a day. I thought I could taper off. I cut down to one cigarette after each cup of coffee. That was my formula. It lasted for a time, but I found myself drinking too much coffee. Now I'm back to a pack a day. He had the manner of an educated man. He held in his hands a business journal. He said, That report of the Surgeon General had frightened him also, but that he had read counteracting statements. Perhaps he concluded the relationship between cigarette smoking and cancer is only coincidental. The disease could just as likely come from exhaust fumes we breathe. Then, with an impulsive display of self-mastery, he crumpled his half-smoked cigarette into the ashtray, snapped shut the lid, and commented, Just the same, I wish I could quit. My seat companion then spoke. I am convinced there is some truth in what I've seen and read on the subject. We take the government's word for an awful lot these days. Conclusions based on less convincing evidence than this, I don't believe you can deny the facts. There is a hazard in smoking, but I'm having a terrible fight. I never dreamed a habit could be so tough to break. One of them looked at me. What about you, he asked. I replied, I never used them. How lucky can you be, was his response. Without wishing in any way to appear self-righteous, I thought the same thing. How lucky can I be? And I thought of that day long ago when I sat in this tabernacle and heard President Heber J. Grant speaking with moving conviction on the little white slaver as he bore eloquent testimony of the word of wisdom as a divine law. I was greatly impressed that day, and that impression gave me resolution. Who could question the bondage in which these men found themselves? Our conversation indicated that all three were educated, able men who made important decisions every day, but in a matter admittedly affecting their own lives and health, two already conceded defeat, and the third was fighting a terrible battle, the victim of a habit that would not let him go. Now, addiction is a very obvious way that sin holds us in bondage. But my friends, there are so many different ways. Pride holds us in bondage. The different laws that we live, when we break them, we can be held in bondage. Truly, my friends, when you think about it, I really feel like every commandment our Father in Heaven has given us is for the purpose of helping us to retain our agency. In fact, in a different talk, President Hinckley said, if we yield to sin, we are, in effect, condemning not just ourselves, but our communities and our countries. We may think we are merely exercising our agency when we choose not to follow the Lord's commandments, but in reality, we are worshiping the devil and giving him veto power over our own souls. That is a terrifying (laughs) statement from President Hinckley, but so incredibly true. Our Father in Heaven wants us to retain our agency. He wants us to have power to think and to act for ourselves. And because He loves us and understands things in ways that we don't understand, He gave us commandments so that we could maintain our agency, even in the very hardest of times. And so with that being understood, Paul teaches us an entire sermon in two words when he tells us to stand fast. My friends, in all that we do, in our testimonies, in our convictions, in our desire to keep the commandments, may we stand fast and retain the agency that our Father in heaven so desperately wants us to have. Paul goes on to say in verse 13, for brethren, Ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. I love this because essentially Paul is saying, Heavenly Father has given you your agency. You are free and free to choose, but don't use that freedom to serve the flesh. Don't use that freedom to disregard God's commandments and to yield to the natural man. Use that freedom to choose God's will for you. And then, and only then, will we understand what true freedom is. Use that freedom. Use that agency to love other people. Use that freedom and agency to love God enough to serve His children. My friends, imagine the joy our Father in Heaven must feel as He has given us complete freedom to choose. Yet we still choose him. That must bring him more joy than almost anything else. The idea that with all our choices and with all our opportunities and with anything that we could possibly do, we still do what he asks of us, what he desires of us. That has got to be the most rewarding thing a heavenly parent can experience. My friends, I testify that our father in heaven loves us enough to allow us our agency to allow us the opportunity to choose. But that agency, that ability to choose means so much to our Father in heaven, and he's not going to take it away from us. And so rather than force us to obey or force us to keep the commandments, he gives us commandments and invites us to follow him so that we can retain our agency, draw nearer to our Father in heaven, and in turn, little by little, become more like him.